Hello and welcome to the High on Health podcast, where we deep dive into the fascinating world of gut health and everything in between. This is Dina Selina and I am your host. I am a registered nutritionist and on a mission to empower and educate people to achieve better health and happiness. If you want to thrive in life, you are in the right place. But before we dive in, here's a quick reminder that information shared in this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be considered as medical advice. Now let's get into the show. Bonjour, bonjour from France. Hello, everyone. Whoa, what an eventful couple of weeks that it has been. It's been a roller coaster of emotions, of things happening in a space of a very short amount of time. And I, I guess you have figured this out by watching my Instagram. I have shared everything that's happened. Now you might ask, what has happened if you haven't followed me on Instagram? Well, we are moving to France. We're moving to France, guys. We're moving to the south of France. We're moving to Toulouse. That's one thing that's happened. What else has happened? We got engaged. We got engaged, guys. And the third thing that happened, our dog nearly died, or we thought our dog was going to die. So all these things happen in the space of a week, right? So it's been intense of what's hap- what's been going on. It's been a lot. And I don't really even think that the move to France, the engagement has really sunk in. I am... Um, I, yeah, it's it's just been very much going on and I thought I would sit down with you, sit down with you and explain everything that's happened because I bet a lot of you are curious of how the proposal went, what's, uh, what's all the details about moving to France, is our dog okay and all those kind of things. So I thought I'd sit down and do this over this podcast and just walk you through everything that's happened because it has, a lot has happened guys. And all in all, everything is well and good now and it's exciting. It's still a bit stressful. It's still a bit overwhelming. I'm currently in Toulouse recording this podcast. It is, I've been there since Monday and we, I'm going back on Sunday back to Edinburgh and I'll be flying back for Christmas and New Year's. And then in January, I will officially move to Toulouse. Now, Blair has already moved. He's here now. He's he's moved from Edinburgh. So everything is happening really, really fast. So I was first thinking, okay, how am I going to explain every, all the events that's happened? So I think I just have to go back to the beginning because the first thing that happened was, obviously, we got to know that we are moving to Toulouse in France, in the south of France. And that happened... Well, the first we knew about this was probably November time and Blair gives me a call and he's just like, right, just off the phone with my agent um, and Toulouse wants me now. And when I said now, what does now mean? It's just like, right, like right now. And I was like, right, let's go. We're going, we're moving to Toulouse right now. And he, for him, that was obviously quite of a big deal like Blair has never played anywhere else than Edinburgh and Scotland moving to Toulouse and playing for Stade Toulousain if I said that correctly in the French accent is a huge deal like Toulouse is Toulousain Stade 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 Toulousain I think that's great is probably the best team in Europe it is the best team in Europe this is huge news right so for him this is massive 
For me, this is massive. For Blair's family, for my family, this is massive. This is a big deal. So there, so that day, we had a few conversations. I was like, you know what? Just say yes. Let's go. Like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. You can't say no to this. And I think what always with Blair is just like, yeah, I want to go, but like, holy shit, there's like so much happening. <laughs> this is huge because it's not like. Oh, we're signing a contract, we're moving it in a few months or six months or whatever. It is, we're moving now, right? Because Blair obviously still had time on his contract with Edinburgh, so that meant that Toulouse had to buy Blair out. So, huge, right? So we we go back to his agent and we're like, yeah, let's go. Let's let's move it to France, Let's, let's go. And those... I think from about a week, two weeks, I think it maybe was, it was a bit back and forward of like, you know, how it is with dealing with contracts and stuff like that. Would like Edinburgh release him? Would Scotland release him? Like, would, uh, is everything fine? Will it not be fine? You know, all that kinds of things. And those two weeks, if it was two weeks, yeah, probably. It was obviously quite stressful. Blair was a bit up and down, like, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? And I said to him, like, it's going to happen. I, well, we both wanted to move to France. This has been on our wish list. This has been on my wish board. We both wanted to move to France because, A, I want to move to a warmer part of the, the world. B, rugby is better here. And C, we wanted to start our life somewhere new. And, we like, I've moved country twice, right? So I've been... I'm originally from Norway. I lived in Tenerife for four years and I lived in Edinburgh now for nine years. So it'll be 10 years next year, next summer. So I have been ready to move away from the UK for a while since 2020. Well, 2020 was probably the year I was planning to move, but then obviously pandemic happened and then I met Blair. So we had to stay for a bit longer. Uh, so I was really ready to go. And Blair obviously has been playing with the idea to move to a, uh, to a new club to explore a new country you know and for us this is like the perfect it couldn't be better honestly it couldn't be better which is incredible right and yeah and you know what the hardest part about the these kinds of things when there's like exciting news happening and you want to tell everyone and you're not allowed to that is so hard because I hate lying. Like, I can't stand it. I mean, when I can't stand it, I it honestly gives me, like, this most horrible feeling inside. So as soon as we kind of, like, knew it was going to happen, like, all the, all the pieces were coming together, and I was like, oh, I just want to tell someone. I just want to tell my friends. I want to tell what's happening. And I couldn't. That's, that's hard. It is hard. It's not easy. But then that's the nature of professional sports and when it comes to contracts and stuff like that it's you can't tell anyone and I didn't and I just had to hold it for myself and just speak to Blair about it but all in all it went back and forward I said to him it's going to happen we're going to France and here we are currently in France so when I said now like when Toulouse called Blair and said like okay we want to go we need you now they meant now so within like Time of signing the contract, I think it was like 11 days and he had to move from from Scotland, Edinburgh. So Blair has moved now. I am not going to move until January. I'm going to fly back and forward a bit in December and always pack our flat up in Edinburgh. 
bring our pets, all our stuff to Toulouse. So it's 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 like it's quite stressful in a way in that sense because it's just before Christmas as well. Like I obviously knew, well, I obviously knew. I, I my intuition said to me that we we're moving to France, but I did not think it was going to be that quickly especially not before Christmas. And that's the only thing that's a bit of a downside to this because Christmas is the favorite, my favorite time of the year. Like I live for Christmas. I love cooking. I love having Christmas party. I love everything there is about Christmas. And I don't even have a Christmas feeling right now. It's, it's a bit sad in a way, but then you got to give someone, you got to live, you got to take someone lose some or whatever that saying is. Um, Cause we're moving to France <laughs> for the best team in Europe. Like, it couldn't be better guys it honestly couldn't be better so that that side of things are everything is amazing we are so well we are so excited everyone here is so lovely and so welcoming even the like the french you know a lot of people say the french is a bit rude the french in toulouse amazing like they're so lovely i haven't met one stereotypical frenchman front frenchman french woman whatever yet I honestly love her hair so far. It's it's a lot bigger than I thought. I thought it was gonna be like a more like a village ta- town type of vibes, but it's actually really big. I think there's a million people li- a million people that lives there. It's a little bit bigger than Edinburgh. No, I thought Edinburgh was quite small, but I do like the village kind of like community type vibes. I don't like a big. I'm not a big city girl. So for me, this is really really nice. We are currently looking at houses in to live in we have looked at five none of them that we want we're it's a very weird time to look at houses as well because it is just before christmas who moves out of their flat or house just before christmas so it's not much available so our plan is to just kind of rent an airbnb and stay in that for a while and then kind of figure it out next year. So there's no stress. Like we got a place to stay. We're currently in a hotel, but we're going to move to an Airbnb next week. I obviously fly back to Edinburgh next week and start packing and all that and then come back. So we're just taking it easy, guys, because I don't want to move it in, rush into a new house and we don't like it and then have to move again. So that's the current plan of action. But yeah, I really love Toulouse. Uh, I'm really excited for the summer here. It gets really warm. I can't wait. So we're obviously looking for a house with a pool, um, which is going to be amazing. Really up my, that's like my vibe. And obviously we are in the country of wine, guys. You know how much I love my wine. Now, I got to tell you, I plan to do sober or dry jam and continue that to February, April, March, as long as I could. Now, moving to France in January is going to be hard, I'm not going to lie, but I actually was thinking because I have done bikini fitness twice and I've been wanting to do that for a long time. Again, the last time I did it was 2014, so it was nearly 10 years ago. I can't believe I was saying it's nearly 10 years ago. I feel so old saying that. Anyways, I was planning to do that next year just to kind of like you know, new challenge. You know me, I love a challenge. I like to do something special when it comes to fitness. Now, I was like, well, those plans is just down the drain now because we're moving to France. But I thought, you know what, I can still do it. So I'm still playing on the thought 
start prepping for bikini fitness in January and maybe do one in April or May and maybe do that in back in the UK and just fly back. So I might do that because A, it would be really good for myself to kind of cut out the alcohol, really focus on my health, nutrition, training and really have that focus, especially with everything, you know, moving to a new country just it just removes a little bit of stress when you probably think well won't that add stuff to your list and I would say yes and no like it's just you have more structure you have more routine when you prep for a bikini fitness competition so it's for me I think it will actually benefit me more than add, add additional stress but haven't decided yet still thinking on that thought but let's go back to moving to France and everything so yeah, um, when the announcement of players signing for Stade uh, Toulouse got announced, Blair was like, right, this is our last weekend in Scotland, let's go and do something just us two. And I thought that was a great idea because it's been a two stressful weeks, are we moving to France, are we not moving to France, what's happening? So... Blair said he wants to organize something and just us two, just to kind of get away from it, chill a bit, just be be a couple and just, you know, be with each other. And I thought it was a great idea. Now, Blair, <laughs> Blair is quite funny when he plans stuff or have, have something up his sleeve. So Blair can't keep a secret or yeah, he can't keep a secret, especially when it's like exciting stuff when it comes to me anyways. And he was like, okay, I want to organize something and he wants to be a bit like secretive about it. And I, well, he asked me, do you want it to be a surprise? Actually, let's rewind a bit because I said to him when he said, let's do something this weekend. I said to him, do you want me to organize something? Because your your life has been a little bit more stressful than mine. Let me take something off your plate. And he was very de- he was very demanding and be like, no, no, I he wants to do something. He wants to organize something. So I was like, okay, well, if that's something you want to do, I'll let you. A day or two later, he was just like, oh, I've organized something for this weekend. This is how Blair speaks to me, by the way. And I was like, okay, he's been very like secretive and giggly and like, you know, he's obviously planned something big, right? He's planned something amazing. So I was like, okay. Uh, and he's just like, oh, do you want it to be a surprise? Or do you want to know? I was like, oh, I want it to be a surprise, please, because I love surprises. And then he was like, okay, well, we're going to chill. And I'm like, oh, are we going to the spa? And he's just like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Now, I have had booked brunch with one of my friends for Sunday. And I was saying that to him and he was just like, nah, you need to cancel that. You need to bring your pajamas to where we go. And I was like, all right, so we're staying over somewhere. And he's just like, yeah. I was like, okay. And he's just like, oh, you don't know where we're going. And I'm like, are we going to Glen Eagles? He's just like, yeah. So I kind of spoiled the surprise for myself, but it was, I don't know, for me, it was pretty obvious. So Blair wants to take me to Glen Eagles for one night to just chill out and just be with each other and have some relaxing time before we move to France. So we always get to, to Glen Eagles on Saturday and we had going for, actually, let me tell you the whole story. So we arrived to Glen Eagles and we go to the check-in desk and we're like, oh, it's checking in for Kinghorn. 
and the the women looked at the, the woman looked at the screen and she started smiling and she was like oh so we given you an upgrade and there was a pause because we're giving you an upgrade so i was like okay that's weird I was like, amazing. So we upgraded it to a suite. So I don't know what Blair had booked previously, but obviously we got we got upgraded to a suite, which was very exciting. Now, our room wasn't ready yet, but we already had lunch booked. So we went in for our lunch, sat down for lunch. Now, normally when me and Blair goes go away to like overnight stay or something, we like to get right on the bubbles. So I was like, oh, let's get a bottle of champagne. Because to kind of celebrate, hey, we're moving to, to France, you're, you're signed with Toulouse, it's all very exciting. But Blair was very, very like, no, he doesn't want to go straight on a bottle of bubbles, let's just do a glass. So I was like, okay, a little bit unusual for him, because Blair likes to drink, and so do I, especially when it comes to champagne. So I was like, okay, love, well, we can just have a glass, you know, I'm, I'm keen not to get like tipsy before for dinner. So we ordered our foods foods and Blair was saying to me oh I need to go and call my dad for something to organize I'll just do it now so he's done with now this is a little bit unusual for Blair because Blair would normally just do it the following day to this like future Blair's problem he wouldn't go he wouldn't be like proactive well he is yeah Blair is not that proactive when it comes to things like this so this was a little bit unusual but then I thought you know what he's been pretty good on his admin recently so maybe it's just him you know being good on his admin so I didn't think too much about it but after we finished our lunch one of the staff members that we met earlier she came to our table and she says to me or us we would like to invite you for pre-dinner drinks in the American bar at five o'clock and I was like oh yeah sounds lovely yes but then I was thinking pre-dinner drinks at five and our dinner reservations are booked for quarter to eight. Three hours of pre-dinner drinks. Now, I didn't want to think too much about it, right? Because, well, because you don't want to get your hopes up. But I can obviously say that there was a lot of little things that's been happening so far that got my brain thinking. Because I did have a question on Instagram. Did you know he was going to propose? Well, the clue started to build up, put it that way. Then we went for a nice walk. We went to got ready for our pre-dinner drinks at five. And we went down to the bar. The woman, again, that invited us for the drinks showed us to the, to the American bar in Glen Eagles. And she knocked on the door because it was obviously closed. Because it wasn't open at five. And got the, the door was open and then it was like this curtain and we went behind the curtain and there was a table full of candlelight, rose petals, a bottle of champagne. It was very romantic. Now, at this point, I was pretty, it was pretty obvious what was going to happen. And within 10 seconds of entering that room, Blair went on down on one knee and asked me to marry him. And of course said yes. So it was all super, super romantic. It was gorgeous. It was not unexpected, but it was perfect. And the staff at Glen Eagles was amazing. And we got treated so well. 
we sat in that little room or whatever it was, just enjoying ourselves, you know, being happy, calling all our friends and telling them the good news and drinking champagne and just, it was just really lovely. And then we went for dinner and we had, when we arrived at dinner, some of our friends has bought us a bottle of champagne so we can celebrate. I actually had one of my friends messaging me saying, do you know, I tried to call the hotel to buy your bottle of champagne, but it wouldn't let me because you already had so many bottles. <laughs> so impressed by Glen Eagle saying no to more champagnes for me and Blair because it would, it would have been too much. And we had caviar and we had some lovely stars as, and we had uh, a beef wellington with truffle. It was good. And some lovely wine and yeah, just had a most amazing day and night at Glen Eagles. Now, the following day, events did a turn. So we... The following day, I had actually had a spa treatment, so I went to the spa, enjoyed my spa day, and then we drove back to Edinburgh. Now, our pets were been look, looked after, and when we got back to Edinburgh, we were just chilling at home for a little bit, and then Pepsi arrived. Now, as soon as I saw Pepsi, I saw something wasn't right, and I had a look at her, and I saw one of her teeth, was essentially twisted so her tooth was not straight it was like standing out and I was like shit I need to go to the vet now because I could just see on her whole face her whole body this was not good so we took her to the vet and obviously I am quite scared when my dog is not feeling well because she's 16 and a half years old so me and Blair are very obviously this we know that she might have a month left, she might have a year left, she might have six months left. We don't know, right? She's very fit and healthy. She's got so much life in, to her still, but especially when things like this happens, anything can happen. So we take her to the vet and obviously all the happiness of being engaged and everything like that is just gone, just disappeared. Uh, and we are like scared that we're going to lose our dog. Oh my God, I'm getting emotional just talking about this. Anyways, take her to the vet. The vet says we need to hospitalize her. We need to check her blood work because when you're an old dog, you're obviously your uh, organs might not function as well and getting put under anesthesia is a higher risk for older dogs. And I already knew this. So that was, I was, to be fair, I was preparing myself for the vet to say like, we can try this and it might cost money, but your dog might make it or it's maybe better to put her down. That was what I was preparing myself for. And he didn't say that. He always just said, let's hospitalize her, let's put her on fluids, let's do our blood work and then we will investigate later. Now, get back and obviously the emotions are mixed. We don't really know what's going to happen. We're just, it's just, it's just too much going on. Yeah, it's just, it's just, yeah, you can only imagine. And then we, we just wait for the phone call from the vet because they're going to call us because they're planning to put her under after checking her blood work, if okay, and to investigate what's going on with her teeth, etc. But then we call, they call at 10 o'clock and they said her blood work is not great, her kidney function our kidney markers are elevated, which is quite normal for an older dog. 
and they don't want to put her under anesthesia tonight because they want to put her on fluids so they can maybe improve their liver mark or kidney markers. So they said, we're going to call you in the morning and tell you what's going, what, what's happened or what, what we're going to do. So the following morning, they call us at 7.30 and they're like, her taking her bloods again. They're not having improved. It is a higher risk of putting anesthesia because she's old. What do you want to do? And when he asked me that, I was just like, well, whatever is best for her, like, just do whatever you can to to make her better. You know, she's obviously in pain. There's her something wrong with her tooth. She's not doing well. She's not at home. Just do whatever is best for her. And then after that phone call, I was just like, she's either going to make it or she's not. So that whole day was pretty horrible, to say at least. And I did go and see her before she got put under, gave her a hug, a cuddle. And she got put under and the vet called later that afternoon saying all went well. They've, they pulled the tooth out, they cleaned her teeth, all that kinds of things. She's all well, which was such a relief. Now, they were like, you might be able to get her home later or we might need to hospitalize her for another night. So they called me later and they said, you can come and get her. So we went and get her, got her. Now, Pepsi's been put on her before and she's had dental issues before. And so I know kind of like what, how she reacts to it, how well, she, how quickly she kind of like perks up after the, the anesthesia and so on. And it was very different this time. So we got her home, she's making noises and she's showing emotions that she's never showed before. So that for me tells me that she was in quite, like quite serious pain. She always had been given painkillers and antibiotics and stuff, but that whole night was terrible. Like she was laying in my arms, shaking, whining, whimpering and just being in so much pain and it's really oh my god I'm gonna cry <laughs> it's really hard if you like I could if anyone of you have ever had a pet and you can't do anything other than hug them or even you know a baby like when it's such an innocent little soul that's in so much pain there's nothing you could do it's it's quite heartbreaking and the following morning she's still no during that night, she was just in so much pain. We had to take her back to the vet and give her more higher pain meds. And obviously they're very reluctant with that because her liver markers, her kidney markers was elevated. Uh, when your liver and kidney markers are elevated and you uh, give high, strong pain meds, this can cause damage to the organs. So it's just, you have to be very careful with stuff like that, especially with an old dog as well. So it was a sleepless night. But she got to sleep after that and we thought, okay, tomorrow morning she'll feel better. Now, the following morning she did not feel better. It was a slight improvement, but she was the whole day in so much pain and I felt like she she couldn't settle. She, she was not good and it came to a point where both of us like, is she going to make it because of her age, because of her, all the pain she's going through? It was, it was a horrible sight, a horrible experience. And then we thought, okay, hopefully she will have a good night's sleep the next night. And that did not happen either. She was still shaking and making noises and just, 
just not good at all and I had to call the vet again at like two in the morning asking for advice and I had to and the vet was like you can bring her back we can hospitalize her because we can't give you any stronger pain meds she's on the strongest we have if she needs stronger she we need to monitor her and at that point I woke Blair up and I said I don't know what to do should we bring her back and I don't know what happened but she suddenly just perked up like she like she was walking around we took her outside and she was just walking around like normal and I was just like I don't know what happened but that doesn't look like a dog that needs to be hospitalized anyways we brought her into uh, back to bed and she fell asleep and by the next morning she was pretty much back to normal it was it went from like is she going to make it till oh I'm fine again I don't know what happened or if what I honestly I don't know it was it was the most bizarre like it wasn't gradual it was like a you know just like press of a button she was fine again and then by day three the neighbor's dog came out in the garden and they were playing and I never actually seen her with so much energy in so long so she's all in well guys but for us that was just a, that whole week was just a bit like shit is our dog going to make it we got engaged we moved to France it's just too much going on right but luckily everything is kind of worked out because I was even like could I even come to France with Blair this first week but Pepsi literally just did a full 180 and just has so much more life in her again and yeah she's she's after that after that experience guys I feel like she is immortal she's she's always obviously not but it just feels like she's she's gonna live forever so yeah that is what's happened last few weeks and obviously this week I've been in Toulouse with Blair and everything is good here everything is fine everything is amazing but yeah that was the whole Toulouse sign sign for Toulouse moving to France engagement and Pepsi our dog story that's happened and yeah now the plan is I'm going back on Sunday and taking the vets no I'm taking the pets to the vets to get them vaccinated to be able to move over to France I'm going to pack all our stuff down down pack them down that's not how you say it but you know what I mean and we're going to have Christmas here it's going to be a different Christmas for us don't really know what we're going to do or what's going to happen because we in Norway we celebrate Christmas at Christmas Eve and obviously the last three years and this will be our fourth Christmas together we we have well we celebrate two Christmases we celebrate Christmas Eve Norwegian Christmas and Christmas Day UK Christmas so I always usually cook like Norwegian Christmas dinner on Christmas Eve and then we have normal Christmas dinner on Christmas Day and I don't really know what we're going to do this year but I will keep you updated as always. Now a few questions that I got on Instagram about everything that's happened and people are asking if I'm excited to move to Toulouse and of course very excited very excited to explore and live in a new city a new country for me that's just amazing another question was did you know that Blair was going to propose and yes I knew he was going to propose and was very excited about that another question was 
when I'm getting married. We are planning to get married next year. So you might say you move in country and get married in the same year. I said, yes, we are. Yes, we are. I like to be busy, put it that way. Uh, we want to get married next year. Uh, there's a lot of weddings next year as well. So it's going to be a hectic year. It's going to be a hectic year with rugby. It's going to be a hectic year with moving, finding your new home. And it's going to be a hectic year planning a wedding. And I might even prepare for a bikini fitness competition. So yeah, a lot of things are happening next year. It's going to be a big year for me and Blair. And I am excited. I He is excited it feels like it's going to be a fresh new start. Like it's literally a fresh new start. It's said in one of my previous episodes uh, is that it's been a very stressful year for me in more of a negative way. I'm very positive that this year coming up, 2024, is going to be still hectic, but in more of a better, positive, exciting way. So for me... Uh, I feel like, you know, if people say, oh, 2024 is going to be my year. Well, I feel like it's going to be my year, guys. I honestly, my intuition tells me this is going to be a big year coming up. Uh, so much is going to happen. So much more to explore, feel, touch, see, smell, taste and the, in 2024. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be my year. Let's hope. Yeah, it's going to be my year. But I think... That is everything there is to say about everything that's happened. Of course, if you've got any more questions, DM me, send me an email. I'm always happy to answer. I am now planning to... Well, it's my plan today. I'm going to do some more work. Today's Friday. It's Friday the 8th of December. So... I don't know if you can hear my belly rumbling, but I should probably go get some lunch. That's probably the first thing I'm going to do. I'm going to go out for dinner tonight with some of the girls, get to know the partners. And tomorrow is going to be Blair's first game. I'm not really sure what day this episode is launched. But if it's launched on today, Friday, or tomorrow, Saturday, you know what to do. Watch Blair's first game. But, yes, a little bit of a different episode this time. But I feel like it was important to update you on all my health of health events, life events that's happened. I will keep on sharing the full move on Instagram, whatever is happening, wedding planning, moving, bikini fitness, who knows, living in Toulouse. It's all very exciting. And I would love you to come on this journey with me as well. So yeah, I am going to leave it at that and wish you the most amazing day, morning, evening, afternoon, whatever you're doing. And the next episode will hopefully not be as long as this one because as you can probably understand, a lot has happened and it's just haven't been time to sit down and record an episode. I just needed to gather my thoughts first, put it that way. But hopefully not, not too long to next episode. I will aim to get one out the following week don't know the topic yet so it will be a surprise but thank you so much for listening to this podcast as always I really appreciate you sharing this liking this leaving a review five star if you like that really helps me get this podcast to more listeners also 
sharing it on Instagram and tagging me so I can reshare it again. That would be amazing. Again, thanks for listening. I will speak to you very soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of High on Health. If you enjoyed today's episode or found it helpful, please share this episode on Instagram or any other social media platform and make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any future episodes. If you enjoyed our chat today, please leave me a review as it helped me reach more people with this message. Until next time, stay curious, stay healthy and keep that gut feeling good.